Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Degenerate Derek Podcast. Degenerate Derek Podcast. Season 2, Episode 4. I promised you guys, starting this week, I'd have an episode Monday, Wednesday, Friday. When I made that promise, I totally forgot that Monday was Labor Day, but hey, I'm here. I'm doing a podcast. I'm by myself. I don't have my co-host with me this time, but that'll be all right. We'll get this podcast out because I said I would, and the theme of this year is consistency. That's how you build a reputable podcast is by being consistent. If that was one of my faults last season, I don't know. I was pretty consistent during football. I just fell off after football. But this year, the key is when I tell you guys I have podcasts coming out, I promise you they'll be out. And today is proof because it's Labor Day. You know, I had the day off from my real job, which is co-host of the Billy Madison Show. But I'm here hanging out with you guys doing a podcast. I hope you're having a great Labor Day. So we wrapped up week one of college football. So that's kind of how the theme will go, I guess, if you will. So on Monday's episode, it'll be a recap from the weekend, obviously. Uh, Wednesday will kind of be a preview of the lines that are I'm going to be betting on that weekend, as well as talking about Thursday night football, you know, because not only is Thursday night football big, obviously, in the NFL, but, you know, there's a lot of college action on Thursday and Friday as well. And then Friday's episode will mostly be about the NFL. Um, so I dabbled into week one of the college football season just because there was nothing else to bet on. And normally I don't bet on college football, but I thought, hey, let's give it a shot. I went uh, mediocre two and two. I got really screwed on a couple games. So let me just recap real quick. So last week on the podcast, I gave out Cincinnati minus two against bitch-ass Chip Kelly. A lot of people were on his dick. A lot of people thought he was going to have UCLA firing on all cylinders. And he may get there, uh, to be fair. It's only his second year, I think, at UCLA. So he doesn't quite have all the players I know that he wants to have. So to be fair to Chip, I took advantage of that one. Next game was uh, Florida International. Boy, was I wrong on this one. I took a Florida International at plus three. They played Tulane. Both these games were last Thursday. Yeah, last Thursday. Uh, Tulane blew them out, 42 to 14. I wasn't even close on that one. Um, another bet that I had that I didn't give out on the podcast was uh, Nevada Friday night against Purdue, plus 10 and a half. Man, when I went to bed, Nevada was getting their ass beat by Purdue. I was like, well, I lost that one. Somehow I woke up and... Uh, Nevada's kicker had hit a 56-yard field goal to somehow win the game. So I won that game outright, even though I had them plus 10.5. Shout out to him. That kicker got a full-ride scholarship after that game. It was announced in the locker room. went crazy. It was a feel-good moment. But you don't have that a lot of times where you go to bed 
and you're like, man, I just got my ass beat in that game. And then you wake up and you still check the score and somehow you're a winner. So that was nice. So it was kind of a feel-good moment heading into the weekend, getting ready for the big Saturday for big week one of college football that had, you know, one entertaining game on the schedule, which was Oregon-Auburn, which I got fucking screwed on. Screwed on that game. But moving on, so... As far as the podcast goes, so I went one and one Thursday night with Cincinnati and my Florida International. Uh, I had two picks on Saturday. One was Virginia minus two and a half. Uh, they won that one easily. They won that game thirty to fourteen. They beat Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh, and then I had Oregon at Auburn. Actually, it wasn't at Auburn. It was because the game was in Dallas, so it was a neutral site. But I had Oregon plus three and a half against Auburn. When I tell you I got screwed on this game, I got screwed. So let me set the stage. It was a good game. Oregon came out firing the first half. Auburn shut that shit down in the second half. It was a tale of two halves, if you will. Um, it's the end of the game. Oregon is up 21-20. to 20. Auburn has the ball. They're driving. Bo Nix, freshman quarterback, one of the most uh, heavily recruited quarterbacks of the whole country last year. And um, he's got them set up nicely. He played a, made a lot of mistakes in this game, but luckily Auburn's defense was really stacked, so they were able to keep them in the game. He put together a hell of a last drive, got them into field goal position. All right, so they're in field goal range. They're down by a point. They have one of the best kickers in the country. So, boom, they're setting up for a field goal. I'm cool with it. I don't give a shit. I got, I got Oregon and the points. Auburn's going to kick a field goal. Win 23 to 21. I'm going to cover my three and a half because that's how betting on point spreads work. And everybody's going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to start the season three and one. Three and one. I'm going to be 75% on my college football picks. And everybody knows I don't bet college football. This is awesome. No. What does this dickhead freshman quarterback do? He throws up an ill advised, I don't care what anybody says. He's lucky this ball didn't get picked off because he underthrew it throws up a pass, throws a touchdown with like 15 seconds left. Auburn wins the game 27-21. to 21. They cover the spread, and I get screwed. That wasn't even the worst loss I had, though, because, you know, that was just the worst loss that I had as far as picks that I gave out. The worst loss I had was um, I bet the Northwestern-Stanford game, plus 6.5 Northwestern. So that means... If you bet a team and they're plus points, like Northwestern was, plus six and a half, then that means I have basically a touchdown. Like seven, As long as they don't lose by more than six points, I'm good. They have the ball, 20 seconds left in the game. They're down seven to 10. Northwestern has the ball. Um, they're at like they're 20. They go and hike the ball. Stanford sacks the shit out of them. He fumbles the ball. The ball rolls into the end zone. Northwestern's fat-ass lineman is the first one in the end zone. All he has to do is jump on the ball. It'll be a safety. That means Stanford will be up 12-7. to seven. That's only five points. That means I'm still within my six-and-a-half range, which means I win the bet. No, what does he do? Somehow, this gigantic human bounces off the football and Stanford covers it up for a touchdown and wins 17-7 to in the closing moments. That was 
It was honestly one of the worst beats I've ever had in my entire life. And that was for week one. Those were two of the worst beats that I'll have all year, and they were both in week one of college football. That's why I don't bet college football. Fuck them kids. I hate it. I hate betting on college. Again, we will cover college this year because uh, normally my co-host, BMS underscore Jared, is here with me. He loves college. So we're definitely going to cover college this year. But I, I got to say, I gotta, I'm just betting the pros. Like, I'm not dealing with this shit. This was – I never have bad beats like this in the NFL, ever. I lose bets in the NFL. I never have brutal beats like this the way you do in college because – in college, there's more opportunity for you to get fucked because, uh, you know, when they get a first down, the clock stops. The game is just, it's slower as far as time-wise goes, but it's faster pace as far as plays go. You know what I'm saying? So they run a shit ton of more plays. They're way more likely to score. I mean, look at that game last night with uh, Oklahoma and Houston. And, you know, it looked like, it looked like Oklahoma was going to just run away with it, but they didn't even cover the spread in that game. Jalen Hurts did look like a monster, though, um, as much as I hate to say it, but Lincoln Riley might know what the fuck he's doing down there in Oklahoma. There's one game tonight still left in college football. That's Notre Dame and Louisville. Um, Louisville, 20-point underdogs going to that game over and under 54-and-a-half. I'm not touching it. Other than that, it was a pretty lackluster week one. Tennessee. They lost to Georgia State, which was kind of huge. Tennessee were 26-point favorites in that game. They lost outright 38-30. to I believe they paid Georgia State to a million dollars to come play them week one in uh, Knoxville, or close to, or something like 900000 or something like that. And uh, Georgia State ends up not only getting the million-dollar payday almost, but they also come out with an outright win against Tennessee. SEC didn't have a good... Uh, Opening week, they're lucky that Auburn ended up beating Oregon in that game. Otherwise, it was going to look real ugly. But you had Tennessee lose. You had um, – who else did you have lose? You had um, Mississippi lost to Memphis, even though Memphis was favored in that game, so I don't think that's as bad of a look. Uh, oh, yeah, you had Missouri lose to Wyoming, even though Missouri's not a real SEC school, just for the record. Um, yeah, but there wasn't any other real big notable things. Florida State-Boise State game, that was pretty good. That got moved to Tallahassee because of the uh, – it was supposed to be in Jacksonville, obviously, with the hurricane and stuff like that. They had to move that game to Tallahassee. Uh, Florida State was up 31-19 to at the half. Uh, Boise State comes back in the second half, wins that game outright, 36-31. That was pretty entertaining. The Oregon-Auburn game was really good. Um, Fresno State-USC game, which I'm sure nobody watched because that was the last game of the night. That was pretty good. Sad that the USC quarterback, he's out for the whole year. Torn ACL, I believe. Fresno should have had that game. They choked. Well, maybe not have won that game, but they definitely should have sent that game into overtime. Oklahoma-Houston game, you know, not really that entertaining unless you like watching Jalen Hurts, I guess, run up and down the field. That game was a little bit closer than people would have liked to have seen if you're Oklahoma backers. And tonight with the Notre Dame, you know, Louisville game, who knows what you're going to get, but looks like that game's going to be a blowout. Moving forward, we got the NFL starts this week. I couldn't be more excited. You got the Packers and the Bears starting Thursday night for the NFL's 100th season. Uh, right now, I believe the Bears are still sitting at minus three, over and under 46 in that game. I want to bet that game really bad. 
I'm going to wait. I'm going to hold my horses until Wednesday's podcast to release that. I will have every single week, I'm going to have five NFL plays for the whole entire year. Last year, I started out the season. I was like, I would only give out a couple because you shouldn't bet that many, many games every weekend. Because if you end up betting a lot of games, it's just more room for error. If you can zero in on a few good games that you want to bet, that's how you make a profit when you're gambling. Um, some people ask me if I'd have a fantasy football segment. Hell no. I don't play fantasy football. I don't play bounce house. I don't go to trampoline parks. I'm a grown ass man. I bet on the football games. Give me the point spread. Give me the number. That's how I'm betting on it. I don't play fantasy. Nothing final fantasy. I don't play role playing games. I don't do none of that shit. All right. You will get zero in honestly. Like, do you honestly get anything from Fantasy Football Podcast? Are you, do you, like, actually pick up, like, a sleeper pick? I mean, isn't just kind of the team that you drafted, isn't that just how you roll, like, throughout the season? Are you really on, like, the waiver wires, like, picking up players and shit, and they really make that big of a difference? Probably not. Maybe you do. I don't know. Again, I haven't played Fantasy Football since I was probably in middle school, so... Good luck with that. You'll never hear any of that shit on here unless Jared talks about it, I guess. I don't know. I guess, I guess, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, again, I'm doing this podcast by myself today because I'm a dumbass and I promised you guys last week that starting this week, you'd have a podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I forgot it was Labor Day, but you know what? I'm still going to deliver. I'm going to deliver on my promise all. That's my promise for season two. If I say a podcast is coming out, you bet your ass it is. And the thing you could do to help me out is you could subscribe, you can like, you can share, you can whatever. Just make sure you subscribe. I'd appreciate that. Whether you listen to it on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts at, Degenerate Derek Podcast, subscribe to that bitch. And I would very much appreciate that. Um, that's about it. That's the recap, recap for week one. Uh, I'll be back Wednesday with my regular scheduled programming with my co-hosts this year. We'll get ready for Thursday night football. We'll get ready for week one, or I'm sorry, week two of the college season and week one of the NFL season. Again, like, subscribe, rate, all that stuff. I appreciate it. Degenerate Derek Podcast, season two, episode four. It's in the books. I hope you guys have a great Labor Day. And I'll be back live Wednesday afternoon. Have a the Degenerate Derek Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. If you think you have a gambling problem, stop listening to f***ing podcast and get help. Seriously, the Degenerate Derek Podcast. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.